St. John of the Cross wrote, Live in faith and hope, though it be in darkness. For in this darkness God protects the soul. Cast your care upon God, for you are his, and he will not forget you. Do not think that he is leaving you alone, for that would be to wrong him. Close quote. From Wyoming Catholic College, this is the After Dinner Scholar, and I'm your host, Dr. Jim Tonkwich. The 2023 Wyoming Catholic College graduation speaker and recipient of the college's Sedes Sapientia Award was the Most Reverend Samuel J. Aquila, the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Denver. His words were realistic about the challenges we face as a culture and as a church, about the darkness. At the same time, they were words filled with hope. After the graduation ceremony, I found the Archbishop and I said, thank you, I needed that. And I know that our graduates, and I suspect that you, need what he had to say as well. Here are Archbishop Aquila's words to the class of 2023 and to the rest of us. Thank you very much, and it is wonderful to be here to honor you, the class of 2023. I am 51 years out of being a graduate of college of the University of Colorado, a very secular school to say the least. The only reason I ended up there was because I wanted to learn how to ski. <laughs> and my knees have shown it. But with that, it is a great joy to be able to be here with you and to address all of you to look at the gift of Wyoming Catholic College. I am deeply grateful to God for you, the graduates, and for Wyoming Catholic College, for all of the professors, for the staff, and especially for the families who have sent their children to this college. You had many options in where to pursue higher education, and you chose to come here. You chose an institution which would nurture you spiritually, challenge you intellectually, and train you physically. You chose a place that would ground you in primary sources and equip you to engage the world with reason, virtue, and charity. Our world today needs young people like you who have received the gift of a holistic liberal education, especially when we consider the current situation that we find ourselves in in today's culture. Today, I would like to speak to you about this current situation and why I am hopeful as I look on this graduating class of 2023. I am sure that some of you are familiar with the book published by the University of Mary, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. It accurately describes the world that you will enter into as graduates and the challenges that you and the church will face. The author asserts that the church is no longer 
in a Christendom age, but rather an apostolic age. In a Christendom age, both the church and society at large have a similar imaginative vision of what is good, what is to be valued, and how we should go about pursuing the good. The imaginative vision and common values are shared and passed on in families, school systems, commerce, and even through the political arena. In an apostolic age, this is not the case. The church and society do not share a similar imaginative vision of what is good, true, and beautiful. Our values do not always align and are often opposite of each other. That the church must strategize for the age that she finds herself in rather than fighting, finding herself fighting yesterday's war. My sisters and brothers, today we are in an apostolic age. The values of society are for the most part opposed to the values of the church. While the church proposes freedom in denying yourself to follow Jesus Christ and be his disciple, society proposes hedonism under the guise of freedom. Jesus reminds us, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The church proclaims the truth that God created us male and female in his image and likeness as a gift and as a blessing we must always remember that before the fall, God blessed man and woman and told them to be fruitful and multiply. That speaks volumes on the understanding of man and woman and on the understanding of human sexual intimacy and on the understanding of the gift of children. Society tells us, and its rallying cry is one in which we create ourselves to be whatever we want to be. The rallying cry of society is, my body, my choice, I will define it. The rallying cry of the church is, this is my body given for you. Certainly our views and values are opposed, and sadly the world is hostile toward the gospel as it was in the times of Jesus. We can see in the midst of the darkness of our times with the irrationality of transgenderism, with the darkness of a country and society that has fallen in love with the murder of unborn children, one that rejects completely the dignity and the understanding of the human person. In the newest appointment to the Supreme Court, 
The person who was being interviewed for the position was asked the question, define a woman. She said, I cannot. That is complete absurdity. And after speaking with some of you last night, there is no doubt in my mind because of how many of you are getting married in the next three months, <laughs> that you know how to define what is a male and what is a female. <laughs> and your faculty even shows it more with the number of children they have. <laughs> it is beautiful to see and to witness, but know that you will be rejected by society and by the world. I have a friend who has nine children and he was boarding an airplane with all nine in tow. And one of the passengers looked at him and said, what do you think you're doing? Don't you understand how children come about? And his immediate response, as a good Catholic, was, yes, and I enjoy making every one of them. <laughs> he said, the passengers just sat there stunned. <laughs> he did not know what to say. But it pointed to the truth. The gift of children, the gift of marriage, the gift of male and female. At first, the idea that we are in apostolic times may terrify us. It may make us nervous and want to escape, leaving the world behind. We must remember the constant passage that Jesus used in sacred scripture and that St. John Paul the Great often proclaimed, do not be afraid. The devil loves to put us into fear, but Jesus Christ desires to free us from fear. As St. John reminds us in his letter, perfect love casts out all fear. Never forget that. Out of all the ages in the history of the world, God has chosen each and every one of you to live and serve in this apostolic age. Furthermore, you the graduates have made the wise decision to be formed here at Wyoming Catholic College. Yes, you obviously have had rough moments, difficult times, but you are better people because you have walked through those. You have hopefully discovered and become convinced that your identity in Jesus Christ is as beloved daughters and so or sons of the Father, and that that is enough to overcome the challenges that contemporary society presents. When we are thoroughly convinced in our heart of hearts that we are the beloved 
or as we prayed in the psalm today, that God delights in his people. God delights in each and every one of you. You are his joy when you become the man or the woman he calls you to be. And he will sustain you in times of trial and suffering, even as he sustained his only beloved son, Jesus. Each one of you matters deeply to the Father, as Jesus mattered to the Father. And he will sustain you even in the crosses you will bear. Therefore, I am filled with hope for you. To many it seems almost inappropriate to have hope in these times. Of course, I, like everyone, have the option of reading the news, whether it is out of Washington, Rome, Russia, China, Iran, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Sudan, Nigeria, or Germany, and settling on the conclusion that the world and the church are a complete mess and headed to self-destruction, that the battle is lost and despair is reasonable. However, if I were to embrace these conclusions, I would have to ignore the work that Jesus accomplished and continues to do and the plan that he continues to unfold before our eyes. We are reminded in the letter of Hebrews to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the one who perfects us in faith. In these apostolic times, Jesus must be our first love, and we must see through the eyes of the Father to have confidence in God's plan. You might ask yourselves, what plan is the Archbishop talking about? Does he think the chaos that we are in in the world today is God's plan? Absolutely not. The chaos is the world's plan, not God's plan. Salvation history and world history demonstrates to us clearly that when you move away from God and the plan of God, there is chaos. Each one of you are called and are a part of the plan of God. And because of your love for the gospel and the truth, you are called to be a leaven in society. Last year, in speaking to the Italian Action Youth Group in Rome, Pope Francis reminded young people to be light and salt in the world to be leaven in the world. It is precisely you who, each in his or her own way, will transform the world by your faithfulness to Jesus Christ. And this institution has played a large part in preparing you to be that leaven, to continue the work that Jesus has assigned to you, you are called to be the witnesses today, the martyrs who proclaim the truth no matter what the cost. For you know in faith and truth what the only happiness, peace, and joy stems from relationship 
with Jesus Christ, who on the cross conquered sin, death, and the devil. When I look out at you, the graduates of 2023, I see young men and women who hold both the answers to man's deepest questions and the remedies to his illness. In your time here in college, you have been exposed to something powerful and dangerous. The truth has the power to move and shape our intellect. And once our minds lay hold of it, it is difficult to ignore. The evil one's strategy is to hide the truth and distort it. Our strategy, because of our faith and love in Christ, is to proclaim the truth boldly and defend it with right reason. In your studies, not only have you come to know and love the truth, but you have come to understand, hopefully, that the truth is a person, Jesus Christ. In fact, in all that you have done here, you have immersed yourselves in a course of study which has deepened your recognition of Jesus Christ as the source and fulfillment of all the transcendentals. Only he is true, only he is good, only he is beautiful. We know whatever else has these traits is because they share in him. When I was a young college student, I can remember going skiing at a basin. And I was on top of a 14,000 foot point, getting ready to jump off a cornice to ski down. It was an incredibly crystal blue day, and I could see forever. And I just stopped. And in that moment, I was totally captured by the beauty that was before me. And I was filled with wonder and with awe. And even though I had not been to church for a few months, what struck me and hit me was, who am I? that God should give this gift to me. Here I am, this little tiny creature, this speck on this mountain. But I knew at that point, there is a God. There was no doubt in my mind, and it changed everything. In the encounter with beauty, in the encounter with truth, in the encounter with good, it always leads us to God. When we see that before us, we are called to be those who share that with others. All of this, your education has equipped you with a strong and clear worldview. You have received a worldview that is biblical, which allows you to see reality as it is, to think with the mind of Christ and discern with the heart of Christ. 
While not common enough in our world, your perspective will open doors and help you see solution that others from different educational backgrounds simply will not be able to see. You will lead others to recognize the dignity of the human person is bestowed by God as every human being is created in the image and likeness of God and made for God. You are called to counter in charity and truth the wokeness of the world, the false idols of ideologies, philosophies, and political parties that undermine the truth of the God who is love, the God who has rescued us from falsehood, the God who gives to us and has made us for eternal life. As graduates, you are called into the next chapter of God's plan for your life. You should be proud of what you have done here and walk boldly toward the future. Be not afraid. The Lord who led you through these past four years will continue to lead you and strengthen you for what lies ahead. I encourage you to continue to abide in relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to surrender your life, your soul, your heart, your will, your mind and body to Jesus Christ each day and to let the Lord be the source of your inspiration to take bold risks for the kingdom of God. Remember that the Lord has a definite plan for you that you and you alone can fulfill. Jesus is our hope and our life. I did not know that your class had chosen as its saint St. John Henry Newman, when I put together this reflection. But I want to end with a quote from him that I put in before coming here. St. John Henry Newman stated, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. And my dear class of 2023, that holds true for you and for every one of us here. God has a definite plan for you that only you and you alone can fulfill in the world. No one else can fulfill it. Your lives, my dearest graduates, are of the utmost importance to the plan of God. Do not cower from this responsibility but rejoice that he has found you worthy to labor with him for the salvation of the world. I am filled with great hope in what Jesus has and continues to do in you.
May he guide you and help you to grow in wisdom and charity, strengthening you all the days of your lives until that day when you will look upon him face to face in eternity. God bless you. In a world and church full of problems, Wyoming Catholic College is, in fact, part of the solution. And that solution, in large measure, depends on the generosity of you, our friends. Please consider making a gift to Wyoming Catholic College today. You can do that through the mail by check or at our website, wyomingcatholic.edu. That's wyomingcatholic.edu. Simply click the word give at the top of the homepage. Thank you in advance for your generosity. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.